Good to have you back. Final hour of the program in a rainy, rainy situation here in uh, Wausau, Wisconsin. Sitting in the big unit cruiser, and uh, thanks to our friends at Cunis RV. And uh, the cruiser actually goes back um, probably this weekend, as a matter of fact. We don't really have uh, – we're not traveling to Chicago with it, and uh, we're not bringing it to uh, Tomahawk, and that's pretty much going to be it as far as the road trips go. So this is – this is uh, probably going to be the bon voyage of this particular unit this year. So this is going to go back and get all cleaned up, and uh, somebody else uh, is going to get a chance to enjoy it, and uh, hopefully they do as much as we have. So thanks to our friends at Cunis RV for being a part of the program. Cunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest and best growing RV dealer in uh, the state of Wisconsin. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is Cunis RV. Dot com Again, cunisrv.com. Don't forget also uh, the, the other side, um, which is the automotive side, automotive truck and such. And they've got dealerships all over the southern portion of the state of Wisconsin, including a couple of new ones in Milwaukee as well. So go to cunis, K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com for everything they have to offer. Good to have Cunis a part of the program. Uh, certainly appreciate their uh, their presence. Um the uh, let's see here. Uh, Jason said because of the injuries. And in case you're just tuning in, Mike Clemens joined us in the last segment of the last hour and said, "No Romeo Dobbs, no Samari Tor, or no Romeo Dobbs, no Christian Watson to practice today. No uh, David Bakhtiari either. Now David Bakhtiari, we understand. The other two, hmm, not quite sure. Not quite sure. Soft tissue injuries, hamstrings, things like that. Those can become become quite problematic. Um, but." Nevertheless, uh, Jason said, I'm looking for Aaron Jones and Dylan to have a good day. Musgrave may benefit from the absence of the wide receivers if indeed they can't go. Um, Thomas says, if we're depending on the third and fourth level receivers, boy, it's going to be a long year. Let's hope it's not the case. A lot of people over on the chat discussing this is what Mike Clemens uh, discussed with us a little bit earlier. We were talking about this uh, earlier in the day as well. And uh, that being the the uh, standings, or not the standings, but the uh, uh, the odds to win the NFC, the AFC, and such. Uh, AFC, the favorite right now, Kansas City, followed by Cincinnati, who went from nine to two to five to one. Buffalo, five to one to eleven to two. Then you got Miami, New York, being the Jets. Baltimore, the Chargers, the Jaguars, the Browns, Steelers, Broncos. Down from there. On the other side. The odds to win the NFC, Philadelphia still the top dog at three to one. San Francisco seven to two. Dallas number three at eleven to two. Then Detroit, followed by Seattle, New Orleans, Minnesota, Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay sitting at twenty-two to one, from fourteen to one to twenty-two to one. That's where it stands now, uh, which uh, has them still ahead of the Bears, the Giants, the Falcons, uh, and on from there. Maybe Vegas, and again, this is where I talk a little bit more about the national media and Vegas and such starting to buy in to the to the Green Bay Packers, where people are talking about them and talking about them and what they have to offer and, and already picking them to possibly be a winner or a pick em game, if you will, uh, down in Chicago this coming weekend. Um, I the national media, at least the national media and Vegas, buying into what the Packers are selling. Now, the Packers are coming into this contest, like I said, a little bit banged up. 
We understand that. But still, interesting stuff. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, also, uh, this one is from Jack. Jack says, um, I, do you think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a tough second game? That could be the game in which the Green Bay Packers gain their confidence. Oh, I I think Atlanta, I think very quietly Atlanta won some games last year and have surprised a few people. For lack of a better term, they just surprised, they surprised a few people. I don't think they're going to be staunch competition, but it, man, I, if I had to say the Packers were going to win one of the two games, I'd probably pick Atlanta. I'd probably pick Atlanta. Only for the fact that the Bears game is coming with so much pressure. If you lose the Bears game, I'd probably and Atlanta's already the, Atlanta opens up at home against Carolina, so their first two games are at home. The first one against Carolina, the second one being Green Bay. So Atlanta will have already had their home opener. It won't be um, as much energy, so to speak, to do excitement, whatever you want to call it, unless they, of course, beat Carolina and beat them handily. But if I had to pick one to win, it would probably, to me, be Atlanta. And I know a lot of people are picking the Packers to win this game against Chicago, but I I think at best it's a toss-up at this point. And we'll get into our picks and such coming up tomorrow on the program, but I – I would probably think it's going to be a toss-up. Just my opinion. 877-867-1670. Man, want to get your opinion on all this stuff. Um, Tom says, this opening game against the Bears, in my opinion, going to set the tone for the rest of the year. It's a must-win for LaFleur. Mary says, starters or players should not practice or play two weeks before the season starts just uh, just to keep them healthy. Uh, Brandon says it's probably a dumb question, and you probably covered it before. But how you, uh, how come you didn't raffle at the end of the year? Didn't raffle at all at the end of the year for Fisher House? We did. We did, Brandon. We did. As a matter of fact, uh, gentleman picked his prize up yesterday uh, at my house. Right after, right afterwards, we did. We just did it at the end of the ride. We just did it at the end of the ride. Um, and Chris Chris wants to know if Matt LaFleur is now even going to be more hamstrung when it comes to play calling, uh, or is it just because he's got such a young team that you can pretty much throw anybody out there and still run the same amount of plays? Well, yes and no. You have to be able to run plays to, to two things. One, how smart are the guys that are running your plays and running your offense? I mean, that's first and foremost. You know, if you got a guy like Christian Watson and he really gets it and understands it and he's got different athleticism and capabilities, then you run a certain play for him as opposed to, say, Jaden Reed, you know. And Jaden Reed's a slot guy. Samari Torrey, that makes Samari Torrey your wideout with Dontavian Wicks, right? 
Dontavian Wicks and Malik Heath as your wideouts? Because Jaden Reed's, I mean, you can certainly utilize him in a wideout role, but he's more of a slot guy. So you're going to run a different set of plays with different athleticism at that wide receiver position if indeed those guys can't go. Now we'll find out a little bit later on today all the details, but a little bit shocking not to see either of those guys uh, out there. Uh, what else do we have here for you? Got a lot of stuff. Uh, this one is from uh, uh, this is from Marty. Uh, uh, any updates as to when Charter slash Spectrum and ESPN are going to come to an agreement? Not really. Not really. And I'll say this: the um, a lot of people are calling this like a major event. A major event because Disney and, and some of their other channels and other entities have tried to sell things individually, and the cable companies have pushed back saying, enough. People are cutting the cord because we're paying everybody individually all this money, and we're raising the rates to accommodate, and thus they're cutting the cord to then go do a la carte on other things, only to find out it's just as much for all the different streaming services. So we're going to keep it all under one roof, and we're not we're not going to do it. And quite frankly, I I mean I don't know about the Disney side of things, but the ESPN side of things, I I've been very strong in my opinion. They have cut really good quality people. They have overspent on some of the craptastic broadcasting they have, and some of the people they call experts are absolutely moronic. They cut away good talent because of money. They kept bad talent, and they overpaid for certain things. And I, I, you know what? If if Spectrum stalemates them for the remainder of time, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't know about the rest of you. I know there's sports fanatics out there that you can't get enough of it, but I'm okay with it. Um, just because I've seen it in, in in that particular giant for a long time, and remember. They have radio programming as well, and the radio programming is substandard at best. At best, so I, I don't have a problem with it at all. Are you missing? Uh, are you missing your ESPN and everything, Grant? Oh, that's right. You don't have cable, do you? I'm a Direct TV man, so I've yeah. been uh, I've been sheltered from this. I really only use cable to watch the Brewers, and then sometimes when I'm having coffee in the morning, I'll put on Get Up or MLB Network just on mute to watch the headlines go by while I'm working, just to kind of get a sense of what the the topics of the day are. But that's about it. I don't really watch ESPN programming day to day. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh... I, I had already, I mean, I had already scaled way back in paying attention to what ESPN has to say anyway, uh, just because so many things have irritated me between Greenberg's uh, incredible obsession over Aaron Rodgers and some of the people that they call experts, which is are, are just almost laughable, that add nothing to the conversation to really bad sports programming to begin with. I found myself going away from it. Uh, I found myself a lot more wrapped up in CBS Sports, uh, Fox Sports, uh, I, and then I watch, you know, MLB and, and NFL uh, direct. I just, I don't, I've kind of cut away uh, a lot from ESPN. So, I mean, we I pay attention to it a little bit more during college football season, of course. But beyond that, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't watch it the way I used to. That's for sure. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We got a lot more to get to. 
Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Three big segments yet to go. We'll be back coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. Best sports bar in Milwaukee. That is Stenny. Second and national in Walker's Point. And as they say, you should be here. You get down there early. You get the award-winning Bloody Mary. You get something to eat. You sit back with the wings. Get ready to go and watch the game. Packers-Bears coming up this weekend. Uh, 3.25 Central Time. 3.25 Central Time. They get underway. They kick it off from Soldier Field. But you can watch all the action right there at Stenny. Second and national, Walker's Point. And uh, tell them we said hi. Great place. A lot of fun. Great place. Always a great place. Uh, real quick, Brewers still on top. Is uh, Am I reading this correct? Uh, that is still 3-1, to one, Grant? 3-1. to one. Freddie Peralta's been pretty good, but the Pirates got two on in the bottom of the sixth. This game's making me nervous because the Brewers have been in control and Freddie's looked great, but 3-1, to one, I mean, that's one swing of the bat, and all of a sudden the Pirates have tied or taken right. the lead, and I, I don't know. They need this game bad. Cubs and Giants getting ready to get underway here in just a couple of minutes. Cubs at home at Wrigley Field looking to uh, get the win there and uh, try to keep pace with the Brewers or take a a little bit more of a bite out of that lead. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully the Brewers can uh, overcome. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do so. 877-8. I still can't believe that Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson not practicing today. And both are going to be listed on the injury report both with what we assume are going to be soft tissue injuries to start this season. Both seem to be practicing last week. So, first of all, you go, like, what the hell happened? Secondly, you think to yourself, you lose the only two guys, really, that have legitimate snaps in this offense, and when it comes to the wide receiver and the weaponry they have. It's just, you know, like, wow. Just... (laughs) Now, hopefully, it's no big deal, and they're back. If they're back tomorrow, okay. If they're back on on uh, Friday, that's kind of vital. But man, it's just uh, that's that's a little bit disconcerting. If Dobbs and Watson are out, does this mean AJ Dillon bring everyone in tight? Big Ten West ground and pound. Does that completely change the calculus of this game? Do you think? I think it does. 
I think it does. Until you can find Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, Samari Torre, Dontavian Wicks, Malik Heath, until somebody starts to prove that they can be a go-to uh, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, they don't have to, you know, have 10 catches for, you know, 180 yards. But, you know, until you know that you can begin to spread the ball around, you can start to trust these guys. I mean, you're relying upon everybody that's a rookie short of your backfield. I mean, think about that. Everybody then on the field, other than Samari Torre, is a rookie when it comes to all your weapons. Here's my fear, is that the Packers go into this game and Watson and Dobbs don't play, and they look overmatched, and the Packers look like they don't have the weapons. And then Matt LaFleur goes to his press conference either Sunday night or on Monday and says, yeah, you know, we should have made more adjustments without our two top guys, and we tried to run a lot of the same things. And I I just, if you're without your number one and number two wide receiver, the game plan has to look significantly different. And we have years of evidence that maybe that's not Matt LaFleur's first instinct, and that worries me. Right. Yeah, that's... uh... That that will worry me too, quite frankly. That will worry me too, because he has been known to say after the fact, should have done this, should have, would have, could have, when in-game adjustments and such have seemed to have escaped him. So I that that worries me too. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you've got some concerns, you want to shoot them over to us. Let them sing. I want to hear from you. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. We'd love to hear from you again. 877-867-1670. Um, a couple other things uh, here regarding uh, the NFL and such. Uh, we were talking. Oh, um, we doing uh, doing your stuff here at the bottom? Yeah, Man, let's do buy or sell at the bottom of the hour. Okay, 100%. let's do some buy or sell because I, I think I just kind of glossed past that. And I, I don't want to, so I want to get back into that coming up here in just a few. But we got buy or sell coming up at the bottom of the hour, and then what do we miss? Um, this is uh, – well, this is from uh, Andrew. Andrew says uh, two things. He said, did you take a lot of pleasure in the Brian Kelly loss this past weekend? And with the two starting wide receivers out, how much does that hamstring Jordan Love? Should he have even more pressure on him to succeed? I think it's just the opposite. Uh, first of all, I took an enormous amount of pleasure in watching Brian Kelly uh, lose. I, I like the fact that Clemson lost, to be honest with you. Uh, the I, Some of the guys that are a little more arrogant, a little more pounding of the fist, uh, I I don't mind watching Nick Saban lose, uh, you know, when you, you get into all of that. I You know, Kirby Smart, I don't mind. Uh, Kirby Smart's a likable guy, though. I like him. Uh, Harbaugh, watching Harbaugh go down, don't mind that at all, you know. Uh, Riley, out in uh, USC, don't mind watching him go down. You know, I, I, I just some of these coaches, I I have no problem. I take a, a great deal of satisfaction when their franchises, when their teams, when that institution loses. So I, I'm good with that. Uh, as far as the pressure on Jordan Love, no. I think it takes pressure off of Jordan. It, it puts pressure on him to find the open receiver. But as far as the wins and losses go, it's disappointing. But now you've got the built-in. Oh, by the way, you were starting, a, you know, I don't want to say a rookie, but you were starting, you know, your your new era quarterback for the very first time, and you're hamstringing him by saying your top two guys, they're not going to be there. And, oh, by the way, we're going to play all rookies, and one guy who didn't play a lot in his first year who's going to be starting here because of in his second year. So, I, you know, it, it, I, to me it takes a lot of the pressure off. If you're fully complimented when it comes to your weapons and you look bad, there's I think there's more pressure in that aspect than it is going, oh, by the way, go in with Malik Heath 
and Jaden Reed and, you know, Samari Torre and Dontavian Wicks. And, oh, by the way, we're going to throw in Musgrave and Kraft, and the only two guys of weapons that you're going to have that have any experience at all are going to be your running backs, and both of those usually aren't in the field at the same time, and the Packers don't really believe in running the football a whole lot. So I think it takes the pressure off of rather than put it on. Do, do you, does it add pressure, do you feel, to Jordan Love, or do you think it takes pressure off of Jordan Love, Grant? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I don't think there's a ton of pressure on Jordan Love already for the reasons that we've talked about. So I don't I don't think this makes it worse. Um, I just think it's going to make it harder for him to succeed. Like Watson makes a quarterback's life easier because he's fast and he does things once he catches the ball. Like he can go create plays. And if Jordan Love doesn't have that, he's going to have to work a lot harder. Mm-hmm. He'll have to work harder. There's no doubt about that. Now, whether or not he actually, you know, uh, if the results of the game, let's just say, are a loss, I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to look at Jordan Love and go, wow, what a failure, because he didn't have his full complement for his very first game. 877-867-1670. Agree or disagree? 877-867-1670. I'd love to hear uh, your opinion on this. Again, 877-867-1670. 1670. I, I think that if he does not have his full complement of guys uh, on the field, that it's, it's man, it, it he's going to have to, like you said, he's going to have to really concentrate to get on the same page with somebody. But, man, man. Um, <laughs> Jason says, so either you're excited to see LaFleur's true offense or you're looking for a story. Um... I don't know if he's directing that at me or somebody else over on the live stream, but Matt LaFleur won't call it his true offense. I, I mean, maybe he's still beholden to some kind of backhanded slap towards Aaron Rodgers if he says it, but I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to motion. I'm looking forward to putting – then again, does the offense become somewhat vanilla if you have to run all the rookies out there? If you run – Musgrave and Kraft and Jaden Reed and Dottavian Wicks and Malik Heath and the only guy with any experience at all is Samari Torre. If you have to run all those guys out there, I think you keep it as vanilla as possible. It's 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 probably a step above a preseason game, to say the very least, because you can't go out there and start running all kinds of, you know, wheel routes and sweeps and end arounds and, and stuff like that and, and expect everybody one to know where they're supposed to be at what time, and two, everybody know the blocking assignment. I don't know if you could do that. That's a good point, too. Uh, Let's do this. When we come back, we got some buy or sell to get to. We're going to talk a little buy or sell. Thanks to our friends uh, over at uh, Smoking Water and Sloppy Joe's. Now, Joe and Ellen Hennis uh, both went on the ride, supported the ride big time, and uh, did everything they could social media-wise to promote the ride, we had a record-breaking year when it comes to money raised. We can't say thanks enough, and they were a big part of it. We support them. They support us. Uh, Joe has got a, a ride coming up, uh, the Fall Colorama Ride in October, benefiting Fisher House. He does one every year. He does a couple of them, as a matter of fact, one for Hawks for Heroes, and the other one is Fisher House, benefactor-wise. But uh, it starts at Sloppy Joe's, ends at Smoke in the Water, on Hubertus, in Hubertus. Plus, he's got a, a benefit coming up. Uh, the second weekend in December, that is also going to, uh, you know, kind of a, a, um, a Christmas show, if you will, downstairs at Smoke on the Water. That also is going to benefit Fisher House, Wisconsin. So 
Thanks to Joe for everything he does over there. Smoke on the water in Okachi Lake, great food, uh, smoked margaritas, good mixers, good bourbons, and then there's Sloppy Joe's, which I've always said is the uh, epitome of a great, good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. Either place you can't go wrong, either place spectacular, and either, either place great owners. That's Smoke on the Water in Okachi, Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon in Hubertus. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show. We uh, we are in a uh, a rainy rainy stretch here in uh, Wausau. Yes, kind of waiting for the uh, the rain to subside. Thought it would be done already, but it's uh, it's kind of hanging on. To be perfectly honest with you, it looks like it will be uh, for just a little while longer as well. Not I, I can't imagine much longer, but it's been a slow, steady, soaking rain, and that's what a lot of this area needed. I was coming up today and. Early on this morning, I saw quite a few of the farmers had their their sprinklers out. So uh, I figured uh, this rain is much needed. So I had some of the crops, some of the grass and such, a little bit brown. So good to get the, good to get the rain. All right, time to do it. Uh, let's do a little bit of buy or sell. Bill, I'm just so happy we have a buy or sell with our buddy Grant Bill. Sorry about that, Grant. No, 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 no. You're all good. I'm just excited to get out over my skis because we have actual football games to talk about. So I got a couple uh, couple NFL-themed buy or sell questions for you and one about the Packers as well. So let's okay. start with something we discussed earlier on in the show. You talked about the most likely coaches to be fired. I want to go back to that. So you mentioned Ron Rivera. Josh McDaniels, Mike McCarthy, Mm -hmm. just to name a couple. And that got me thinking, Bill, buy or sell, now that Daniel Snyder is out of the league, the most dysfunctional team is the Las Vegas Raiders? A couple of other options, maybe Jim Irsay and the Colts, the Bidwells and the Cardinals. Who do you think? Oh, boy, that's a great question. Wow. If I had to guess... Right now, I would probably say Jim Irsay and the Colts because of what's publicly going on and what had gone on between their owner, general manager, Jonathan Taylor. You know, it's one thing that behind closed doors you don't value a position, but man, if you uh, if you if you say it out loud. And you kind of demean a guy. I can see why he would be upset and want one out. But that's a great question because you look at all the problems they have in the rebuild and paying Kyler Murray and all that money down in Arizona. They're already talking about if this season ends up being a dismal failure, could they end up going into in the direction of Caleb Williams and just paying him the money to go away, basically. Could uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, you know, if, they, if things go horrifically wrong, will they fire Josh McDaniel almost right away? In his second stint as a head coach, his first one being a, just a dismal failure also. 
That's a great question. I got to go with Jim Irsay and the Colts, though, because of everything that's been that's kind of gone on publicly, so to speak. So I'll go with them. The funny thing about Jim Irsay and the Colts, just to follow up, is he's always been a little odd and he's always been a little yeah. weird, but it's never really, to our knowledge, impacted anything negatively football-related. Like, this is the first thing I can remember related to Jim Irsay that's actually right. affected a player or a part of his team. Right? Right. No, I, I would agree. But he, but the way he did I mean, part of it was because they had Peyton Manning for so long and Manning wasn't going to stand for it. Sure. And Ma- Manning covered up a bunch of blemishes. Then you had Andrew Luck. And they kind of tiptoed around him and his feelings. And now it's just, you know, you don't have a great quarterback. You know you're not going to win a lot of games. It's like, who cares? You don't want to spend the money. So, I mean, that's kind of what Jim Irsay basically in a nutshell said. And, you know, it's one thing if you want to talk about the position and talk about the guy. But, like I said, it's just it's a bad public look, especially if you do think get things straightened out and eventually you're going to start talking about free agents coming to, coming to Indianapolis. It's just it's not a good look. It's weird. Now that Daniel Snyder's gone, I just find it interesting kind of reassessing which franchises are poorly run because up until now, there's been no comparison. It's been Washington. But now we've kind of reset the the standard for what is dysfunctional and, and what's messy, and we're seeing that with a couple right. of front offices. Buy or sell. All right, I want to ask you about tomorrow night. Travis Kelsey got hurt at practice yesterday. He hyperextended his knee, and we're unsure of his status for tomorrow. Let's just say for the sake of this conversation, he's going to miss tomorrow's game. So they'll be without... Travis Kelsey, their most important player on offense, their most important weapon, and they'll be without their most important defensive player, Chris Jones, their defensive tackle. Bill, buy or sell, if the Lions are going to be a serious contender in 2023 and you're going to buy into them, you're going to believe in them, they need to go into Arrowhead tomorrow night and at the very least give the Chiefs a really good game. I buy it. I mean, I think they need to win. If you don't have Chris Jones... They're, they're a little bit nicked up, and they don't have Travis Kelsey, and now you're projected by many to win the division. And Yeah, I look, I, I think the Lions have to win that game. They that they have to say, we're taking advantage. Good, Granted, because a lot of people say, well, you won without Chris Jones. They won because Travis Kelsey wasn't there. But if you lose, the condemnation is even louder. So to me, it's like you got to go in there, go in there and win. If you're going to kick open the door and say, we are here, we're here to stay, and we're, we're legit, I think the Detroit Lions tomorrow night have to get this game if Travis Kelsey cannot play and Chris Jones is not going to be there. Absolutely. I'm buying it all the way. And I heard on some sports shows yesterday, well, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, as long as Andy Reid. Yeah, I agree. I'm as bullish on the Chiefs as anyone. I think picking against the Chiefs is always dumb when Patrick Mahomes is there. But there does come a point where you're without your – your top target in an offense that's built basically around that guy, very top-heavy, and you're without your top defensive player, very top-heavy. It all goes through him. You lose your two best players other than your quarterback. I, Man, I don't know. Maybe the Lions do have a solid shot tomorrow. I don't know. I agree. We're thinking about That's all. Buy or sell. All right, now Packers won. Uh, This is more of a multiple choice, less of a buy or sell, more of a multiple choice, but I think it's interesting. We talked about David Bakhtiari and his injury earlier. Bill, a lot of people think, and I think there's some truth to this, that the Packers might have made, maybe won the Super Bowl in 2020, if not for David Bakhtiari's injury. So in your opinion, which injury was the most damaging to the Packers' Super Bowl chances? I'll give you four. Sterling Sharp, who I think we talked about yesterday, Jermichael Finley, Nick Collins, or David Bakhtiari. If you could go back and undo one of them for best postseason results, if you could go back and alter history, which injury would you go back and prevent? Oh, 
I... Bakhtiari I can't go with because the special teams were so incredibly poor. I would probably say Jermichael Finley. Interesting. And, yeah, and the only reason being is, is Jermichael Finley, to that point, had looked the best he'd ever looked. And I believe he was becoming a big cog to that team. Uh, Nick Collins, it was it was tough to lose him. Sterling Sharp, certainly tough to lose him. But the weaponry they had on that team, because that was the year that a lot of guys went down. But if Jermichael Finley doesn't go down, I think things are different. And, and that, man, he was just having such a decent season where he just looked more engaged. He looked like he was healthy, ready to go. And he looked like him and Aaron Rodgers were finally on the same page. And I just kept, you know, it, it, think about – Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You, you think about, you know, Waller. You think about some of the better tight ends that we've seen in recent history. And, you know, and George Kittle, say. I mean, that's the type of talent, I think, that was there in Jermichael Finley if they would have put it all together. And then he ultimately went down. I, I'd probably go with Jermichael Finley. I wonder, just an interesting thought, I, I wonder how the period between Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams may have looked differently if Jermichael Finley was there. Right, because he got hurt in 2013. Right. So when Jordy Nelson blows out his knee in 2015, and they don't really have any weapons, could Jermichael Finley have really helped there? And then in 2016, they were they had kind of an in-between period between top wide receivers. I just wonder what kind of difference he would have made. I don't know. It's an interesting right. thought experiment for sure. Yeah. That's all I got. I get it. That's it. There you go. That's buy or sell when we come back. We're going to get in a little bit to uh, what did we miss. Uh, we got a lot to get to in that area as well. I'm sure there's more than a few things. We'll also give you an update. Um, the you know I'll give you an update when it comes to the Brewers and let you know where they're at. Uh, and also, i uh, got to say thanks to our friends at Skipper Buds. Skipper Buds, it's still time to get you know out on the water. But now's the time to buy because everybody's starting to put the boats back into storage. And then all the ones that are new are going to be sitting there. All the ones that are used, they want to move. So now's the time to buy. If you're looking for a new boat and you're starting to peek over that fence a little bit, why not buy now, get free storage for the winter, and then have that thing ready to go come spring. Call my buddy Todd, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. Boat sales, boat sales, service, and storage. That's Skipper Buds. I go to the one in Pewaukee. Get a hold of Todd. He's the GM over there. He can make the deals for you. Again, 262-544-1200. Tell him Bill Michael sent you more of the Bill Michael Show. Wrapping it up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 930-2023. 
wrapping it up. It's a, it's a Wednesday, and the rain is starting to lighten up here in Wausau. And uh, maybe maybe do. I mean, I know they were supposed to get underway about 1:30 today, but um, maybe they maybe they do get this thing in. Uh, play a little golf, have a few uh, cigars, a couple of good stories tonight as we round out our uh, cigar tour. Uh, here in Wausau, our second trip here, we've got one more scheduled for uh, for Monday. We're going to be in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and then that's the last one of the season. Then uh, we shut it down, unfortunately, and we get into the fall and winter months, and then we start back up again. Uh, I think it's in June of next year, but looking forward to it again, uh, but uh, looking forward to the next couple tonight and then again on Monday to round things out. Uh, so this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Calderon Club. I had mentioned them a little bit earlier. I Actually, I mentioned them yesterday. I had a great dinner uh, the other night. Took uh, the staff and committee and Jesse and Tim and everybody down to Calderon Club and uh, absolutely loved it. We had a spectacular night down there. Best Italian food. And it just rave reviews from everybody. And we can't say thanks enough to Gino and his staff for what they did. But if you're looking for a great night out, whether it's a big night, a big party, or you just want an intimate dinner, uh, either way, you can't go wrong. It's Calderon Club, 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. It's time to get to what did we miss. Grant Bills, what did we miss today? This week has been so much fun because there's a new NFL story, like every hour with teams getting ready for games and you know right. uh, practices in full swing. I want to start with college football, though, although it's still kind of an NFL story. Brett McMurphy, uh, who's at Stadium, I believe. Yep, Action Network, not at Stadium anymore. He tweeted... USC quarterback Caleb Williams could return next year if Caleb doesn't like the NFL team with the number one pick. His dad told GQ magazine, quote, the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost better be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, worst possible team, worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity. They get the number one pick. So it's the gift and the curse. I don't buy into this. But it is a story that's being reported. So, Bill, what do you think of that? I um, first of all, it's 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 right. It's franchises have been built around quarterbacks. You go into a bad situation, yes. But I look at it as if I'm a good quarterback, and we all know it's a quarterback-driven league. If I'm a good quarterback, I can begin. I can be the guy that turns the the franchise around, and so rightfully so. I uh, you know I mean. Look, Eli didn't want to go to San Diego, so he ended up going to New York. And I get all of that. And there's been some guys that have kind of changed that course. Uh, but it's not like anybody – you know, and again, if if a bad team wants to trade you away and, and you believe and they believe you're worth a ton of picks, well, then that's another way for that bad team to kind of bolster their position. But that, this is what the NFL is built on. Uh, you know, you can go worst to first, and if you're one of the worst, then you get the opportunity – to pick some of the better players to try to turn your franchise around. And you can look at it as a challenge, but to, again, we're talking about stars picking teams. We're trying to, the NBA is trying to get away from that. They are even finding players for saying, no, I want to go here. I want to go there. So if Caleb Williams wants to stay in school, which he's already getting the big time commercial contracts and God knows what he's getting paid out there at USC. But the bottom line is if he wants to stay in school another year, that's fine. He also runs the risk of injury and not getting the same amount of money at that point in time. So I, I I get where he's coming from. You'd like to go to a winning situation and be a winner right away, but that's not the way it works. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think the NFL is going to cater to Caleb Williams. This was the same thing that um, 
God, what was uh, what was the running back for Ohio State's name that wanted to pick where he went and wanted to come out early? And God, I can't think of his name. He ended up he, he robbed somebody for a cell phone on the streets because he got basically blackballed. Uh, they won a, a uh, they won the Fiesta Bowl and beat Miami for the national title. God, I can't think of the running back's name off the top of my head. Oh, but he thought he should be able to dictate where he wants to go and what he wants to do as well. I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, Maurice Claret, thank you very much, Pac fan. Maurice Claret, uh, same thing. He thought he should be able to go where he wanted to go and didn't want to do certain things and was going to come out early. And the NFL is not going to bend over for one guy. It just that's not going to happen. So I, as much as I understand where they're coming from, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Well, and I I I understand that it's a little unfair to the top prospect. You got to go to the worst team, but that's the way that it works. Right, and, and everyone is always like, well, why do we do it that way? It should be other way. No, this is how it works, right? Otherwise, the bad teams will stay bad forever. The rich teams will just keep getting richer. I, I just find it interesting, at least that it's being floated out there, that Caleb Williams could stay in school because I think everyone's looking at the Cardinals right now trying to figure out what the hell the Cardinals are doing. So let's recap. This is going to be my right. next point because the Cardinals just announced they're going to start Josh Dobbs in week one. So they're very clearly tanking. Just to recap quickly, Bill, and I want your thoughts on this. The Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen, moved off of him after one year to go get Kyler Murray. Steve Kime wanted to take quarterbacks in back-to-back years. So they go all in. They pay Kyler Murray. They pay Cliff Kingsbury. Then they fire Cliff Kingsbury, and now it seems they want to tank for Caleb Williams. What the hell are the Cardinals doing? Right. I, I don't know. Now, Kyler Murray, as we all know, he's on the pup list anyway, coming back. But uh, it, it's 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 a terrible situation there. And think about it this way: if you're, how would you like to be, you know, Marquise Brown, who mm-hmm. they picked up from Baltimore, or Rondell Moore, who they drafted and has not been able to really have a decent, you know, quarterback throw him the football? And remember, they went with only five. I think it was correct me if I'm wrong. They went with five wideouts, and that's it. They do have Zach Ertz. They picked him up, but it's like, what are you, what are you doing? And and I agree with you. I mean, and you look at some of the guys that they've drafted. Now, the only guy that looks like he's going to get the start uh, is Kytrell, uh, Kytrell Clark, the corner. Looks like he's going to be starting. But beyond that, I don't think they have another start. Well, maybe it's uh, Paris Johnson Jr. because they did pick him in the first round, and he's the a big tackle. right tackle out of out of Ohio State, so he's going to be protecting the quarterback. But still. I don't I don't it, it's a bad organization. They've made bad move after bad move. They haven't been able to evaluate talent. I mean to me, I'm blowing out scouts at this point. Either the general manager is not getting great advice or the general manager is an idiot. He's getting good advice and not listening to it, but well something has to go because that that thing's a train wreck right out there right there in uh, Arizona. It's I'm, awful. I'm just confused cuz yes, you got to get your quarterback. Totally. 100%. You got to get your quarterback. That's that's what general managers have to do to keep their job. But the Cardinals, like they got Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's very talented. He's a little eccentric, maybe, but a lot of quarterbacks right. are. They never got off the ground with him. Like it's about the 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 support and the system you put around your quarterback. Look what the Panthers are trying to do with Bryce Young, and and what the Colts are trying to do in weird way, I guess, not keeping Taylor around Anthony right. Richardson. Like the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray and said, "All right, there we go." And they've never really been able to build any sort of structure or system. So I don't know why they expect it to be any different. When they, if they, are able to tank this year and get Caleb Williams. It just makes no sense. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. That's about all I have. We talked about Watson Dobbs getting hurt and what that would mean for, for week one. And we might have to talk more about that tomorrow. I was hoping to get an injury report before the end of the show. But 
with things being pushed back, as Mike Clemens said, we weren't able to get those details. Yeah. Yet. Uh, real quick, there's a, a, just a couple of things. One of them being from NFL Draft Dan says, with Tom Brady retiring, Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets, the best quarterback in the NFC now is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins over Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins over Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins over uh, Brock Purdy. We'll talk about some of the teams that could make it. Turk, I don't know if I could have – I mean, I still think Jalen Hurts probably has the best upside and proved himself. Now he's got to do it in back-to-back seasons. But I don't think he's that far off. We'll, we can talk about that coming up tomorrow on the program. Tomorrow we're loaded. we got Chargie on tomorrow. Fantasy football starts tomorrow. We're going to get a lot of advice in that area. Uh, coming up this later this week, we got Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com. He's going to be joining us. Mike Clemens is going to be closing out the week. Hopefully we talk about Packers practice tomorrow. We get Matt LaFleur. We hear what's going on with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson because of the injuries there. Also find out more about David Bakhtiari. Brewers right now, just an FYI. Uh, the Brewers, uh, what are the Brewers doing? I'm trying to refresh here. They're down 5-3. Brewers five to losing three. now. Oh, my God. 5-3, to three, they're down. Fastball Freddie a little bit off today. And the Cubs are quickly up 3 to nothing over the Giants. Top of the third. Uh-oh. Man, they had a chance to put the Cubs away, and they didn't do it. Didn't do it. Man. That'll do it for us, though. That'll do it for us today. Until we talk again tomorrow, uh, 20 hours from now. 20 hours from now. Stay tuned. We'll talk about it then. Until then, have a good one. Boom!